Hey, this is Dylan at Radio Free Suffer Landria, and you're listening to Everybody Hurts, the podcast. And beautiful Agonia Sufferlandria. Today's episode, Perry Roubaix. Perry Apgwenev is a famed Welsh guitarist. He's played with some very high-profile acts, including Faithless, and he did a nine-year stint with Natalie Imbruglia. But perhaps he's best known by Sufferlandrians down under for his work with Australian electro-rock outfit Pendulum out of Perth, with whom he recorded and toured extensively. Perry is also an avid cyclist a Welsh-language cycling commentator for the Tour and Other Races, and a proud Sufferlandrian. So, Perry, welcome to the show. Hi there. Perry Roubaix, that's quite a good name. Yeah, I've like never that heard that before. I'm going to use that. <laughs> Please do. That one's free. Thank you. Yeah, so there are obviously some some unique challenges associated with being a, a touring musician, I mean, not least of which is just kind of constantly being on the road. And yeah. it's certainly not a lifestyle that's conducive to any kind of any kind of fitness routine so how do you how do you cope with those challenges i started cycling again properly about 10 years ago i just cycled when i was a kid and i used to love the tour but kind of guitar took over and then after that um about 10 years ago i gave up smoking i was quite a heavy smoker and uh i went on holiday uh, with my now wife uh to um to bali and we were on an island and uh, and there's no cars on this little island but they had uh, mountain bikes and it was my first time on a bike for quite a long while, and you know, uh, and on this more or less deserted island, we had a couple of good roads on it, and I, I just felt like a kid again. And uh, as soon as I got back home from um, from a holiday, and I was actually on tour as well at the same time, I, I went straight to the uh, my local bike shop and bought bought a bike, and uh, and then it's been on the road with me ever ever since. I mean, because musicians aren't known to be a particularly healthy lot. I mean, and there's that tendency uh, towards self-destruction, whether that's, you know, drugs or, or alcohol. And have you had to contend with that? And has cycling kind of factored into helping you create a lifestyle that's a little, a little bit more sustainable than that kind of stereotypical uh, rock and roll lifestyle? My main thing was the smoking, and it's, it's like, and it's because I've got an, such an addictive personality. Uh, um, I was I, the first thing I did actually when I woke up every morning was have a cigarette. I'd, I'd be in bed, and the, before I got out of bed, that's what I do is have a cigarette. Uh, and all of a sudden, I thought I've got to stop this, and then this opportunity came up of uh, of hiring this bis- these bicycles, and that, that was it. You know, it's kind, of, it's kind of saved my life in a way when you, when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, but one of the most common excuses for you know not staying fit is is obviously lack of time, you know, busy schedules. So how do you find time to get on the bike? Do you have like a turbo trainer set up on the tour bus, a little uh, mobile torture chamber, or how do you do that? Because I mean, you're on the road uh, constantly. Well, yes, I do actually. I do have one of those. That's uh, awesome. Um, but the. Um, the, the whole thing uh, being on the road, you know, the, the gig itself is amazing. Being on stage is absolutely amazing. The adrenaline rush is great, uh, but being off stage, you know, you, you, st- stagnation creeps creeps in quite a bit. So um, you know, you, you, if you turn up to a um, 
the venue at 9am, uh, the crew sets up the equipment, um, but the band has got nothing to do until five o'clock when, when the sound check is. So, you know, and some people, you know, they, that's what they do do is just go to the local bar and, you know, and drink or whatever, you know, but, but that's what I do now. I turn up every morning when I'm on tour, uh, we turn up the venue or if we're in a hotel, uh, first thing I do is set up my bike and I go find the, uh, the local hills or mountains. So, uh, and then I'm usually back for, say, 4, 5 p.m., just in time for, for sound check. And that's when the rest of the band and crew think I'm actually crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have a, a turbo trainer kind of set up. Uh, do, you, do you ever uh, train on, on the bus or is that just kind of in your hotel room kind of thing? A uh, hotel room, and uh, if we if I can find a spare um, um, dressing room, it's usually an empty room. And there's some, you know, uh, on the last well, on the last UK tour we did, we had a kind of a gym room. It was quite a couple of us, but I brought my bike, and everybody had to go uh, doing a supper fest. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, so three of the uh, three of us in the band in Pendulum uh, uh, on that tour were Cephalandrians. So, and um, we, because doing the High intensity uh, um, interval training that 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 fest is, uh, you know, it keeps it, it it keep it makes you fit in a very very short short amount of time. So it's um, you know, if you only want to work up for half an hour, you know, half an hour of doing one of those crazy videos will keep you quite fit for a few days. Yeah. Uh, I heard <laughs> that you you also uh, you've been known to kind of forego the tour bus, and sometimes you've even kind of cycled between between gigs yeah how did how did that start well it started about in 2010 i was um we, had, we were touring europe we were doing festivals with pendulum we, um we, have, we had festivals in europe and then we had like six days of a gap so the 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 gigs bookending this gap was uh, there was a festival in Zurich and then six days later or seven days later there was, there was a festival in Saint Nazaire in the west coast of France or in Brittany so um, just, I just thought, you know, I, I had a look and I thought, yeah, I could do that. It's fairly flat and it, wasn't, it couldn't be too bad. Um, so I told my tour manager, I said, don't bother um, get me a flight uh, back to London after Zurich. I'm, I'm going to cycle to the next show. And then again, he looked at me like I was absolutely insane. <laughs> then, then when I turned up at the airport flying there, and he saw my bike. He said, you weren't joking, were you? And I went, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually going to... Uh, Gonna cycle from Zurich to San Jose, and he went, okay. <laughs> and then, so I, 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 the morning after the show, I, I put my bike together. Um, I put the bike bag um, on the not on the tour bus. It was on, actually on the, on the truck on, with the equipment, and uh, and I set off. And six days later, I, I was in San San Jose, and I beat the, the band by a day. Oh, wow. So uh, so I was, uh, there, I was averaging about 180 kilometres. It was fairly flat, but it was uh, it was just a headwind the whole. It was a 25k kilometres an hour headwind the whole way there. So that was pretty soul destroying. But oh, um, most demoralising conditions oh. ever. <laughs> <laughs> for six days doing that, I just like, oh my god, and uh, and, it, and it was in August as well, so it wasn't particularly cold. It was uh, quite hot, uh, hot days, and um, so yeah. So that's the first time I did it, and the last time I did it was this summer in um, in. Uh, funnily enough, starting uh, from Zurich again, totally by coincidence. Um, I was on tour with uh, Faithless, and uh, the next gig was four or five days later in um, in Ghent in Belgium. 
So I, I cycled from Zurich to Ghent in four days, and you know, averaging again about 185 kilometers, kilometers a day. And it was just that was very, very hard because I, I wasn't that fit going into it. You know, because um, I hadn't been riding for some reason and um, a, a lot, and so that that was <laughs> um, pretty agonizing. But uh, it was great fun, though. And it's the whole cathartic thing, you know, the loneliness of the long-distance runner or long-distance cyclist, uh, as I was then. And um, it, it, it's just great for the soul to do it, you know. But it was a, a, a cycle on that trip. I cycling uh, quite a few places I'd never cycled before. So having been all over the the world, I mean, and also you've ridden with some really fast folks, you know, including some of uh, Team BMC. I think you're you're mates with with someone who used to be on BMC or is still now. What's the worst you ever suffered? on a on a bike you ever put the screws to to taylor finney on a climb um i've never ridden with taylor but i've um one of my best friends is a guy called manuel Cunziato and, and he's still with bmc and um and i'm lucky enough i go out cycling with them nearly every year to a place called Livigno, which is in northern italy where um, most of the uh, pros go a lot of the pros go sorry to um to do altitude altitude training Pre Tour de France and pre Volta, um, this place is at eighteen hundred and fifty meters, so it's a, and it's got a lot of flat up there as well. It's about thirty k of flat, so it's a perfect place to, place to go training. So you, you can acclimatize on the first day, for, uh, do two hours easy on the flat, then three hours easy in the flat yeah, on day two, you know, then start climbing on day three. But um, the first, well, the, uh, the second time I went, um, I was only there for seven days, and the weather wasn't looking looking particularly hot um uh, and this uh, Lavinia is very close to St- Stelvio by the way and uh, Stelvio's got, got something, something to do with this story and I love cycling up Stelvio it's one of my favorite climbs if not the favorite climb with Galibier in, in the whole on the um on the whole planet for me I, I think and so they uh I looked at the weather map and I thought you know what I might do might as well do Stelvio on the same on the first day and that was the most horrible climb I've ever done in my entire life so for, for basically going from sea level in London to the top of Stelvio which is 2760 meters above sea level just starved tw- for oxygen yeah so within 24 hours as well so I didn't I didn't acclimatize at all whatsoever so I landed in Livigno and the first thing I did was um, climb up that mountain and it's the most difficult thing I've ever done in my entire life it's um it was pretty horrible, but uh, it didn't stop me. I went again, uh, did it twice uh, uh, the year after, and three times the year after that as well. So, what yeah, do you, what do your bandmates and kind of other other bands that you've toured with kind of think of your uh, your Sufferlandrian uh, tendencies? I think you said some of your bandmates in, in in Pendulum were were writers as well. But have you ever kind of had people kind of look sideways at you or, or wonder who the the nutter was in the uh, in the micro? <laughs> Um, the, the bands that I work with are used to it now. It's usually the um, the support acts that uh, that look at me funny. You know, they see me head to toe in lycra um, uh, while the crew are setting the equipment up. And they go, "What the hell are you dressed like?" <laughs> But um, yeah, so it's usually the support bands and uh, people don't, don't know me. Uh, think I'm a bit odd because you know, the other guys are totally used to it now. I mean, and the, the jeans I wear on uh, on stage are just as tight as the lycra, anyway. So. <laughs> right, you can just say it's your stage uniform. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 
So uh, growing up in, in Wales, you said that you, you cycled a bit when you were younger. Um, so cycling was, was obviously kind of on your radar. Uh, do, do you think that the, the success of some Welsh cyclists, I'm thinking in particular of like uh, Geraint Thomas, do you think that that's helped uh, cycling uh, in Wales? Do you think that young Welsh cyclists now have kind of more of a, of a role model? Absolutely, yeah. Well, it all started with Geraint back in 2008, really, with the um, um, with Beijing. Well, well the whole, it was the whole of, of Wales and the whole of the UK, really. Um, it's the popularity started again in 2008, but with Geraint in particular, um, especially with him co- uh, winning on um, in Paris Nice last year, you know, it was such an amazing thing to happen to Wales, you know, because we're only a small country with three and a half million people, you know. And and Sarah, um, Geraint's wife, works with us on um, on the Tour de France uh, for the for the Welsh language Tour de France uh, broadcast as well. So, um, but um, yeah, it was, he's such an amazing inspiration, not only to me, but to a lot of the younger cyclists from Wales at the minute as well. You know, he's uh, he's a bit of a superstar over there. I must I must admit, and, and rightly so. But and, and when he won Paris Nice, I had the the honour of commentating that race uh, and commentating on, on the final stage um, where he actually won uh, the yellow jersey. So um, it was, uh, yeah, we're very, very proud of that, of, of Geraint in Wales. So uh, what's your favourite uh, Sufferfest video? I'm sure you've done uh, a few of them on tour. I've just started doing the, uh, the app, actually, using the app. Um, the revamped um, videos are great. So I'm revisiting old things like Angels and... Um, I, I love that. And today I did um, half as easy for the first time ever, which is uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I, yeah, it was. I think uh, Angels has always been one of my favourites because that's the one that I use really when if I'm in a hotel and I've got no access to a bike, I just go to the, use the bike in the hotel gym, and I don't have that on my tablet. That's one of my go-to ones, and I like the, uh, I like the mountains anyway. So it's um, angels is, is a good, is a good one for me to do on tour. But and the, but the, I love the revamped version in the app as well. And I'm look, I'm 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 following the um, the training plan at the minute. I'm just doing the inter- intermediate plan, and um, I'm I'm halfway through week three. So um, I'll yeah. I'll, well, if you're doing the training plan, you should be in fine form in time for the Tour of Sufferlandria starting uh, February 4th. So we look forward to having you uh, join us for, for nine days of, of sweet, sweet suffering. Oh, fantastic. I'll be, I'm really looking forward to it. Excellent. <laughs> Perry, I'm going to thank you so much for your time today. We really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun. Perry Apkunath, guitarist, car-carrying badass, cycling commentator, and proud Sufferlandrian. Thank you so much for being on the show. You've been listening to Everybody Hurts, the podcast. Until next time, have you suffered today? Yes, more than you.